Welcome to the Rugged Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, Evelyn, the owner of Rugged Resilience LLC, which is a hybrid fitness coaching business based out of sunny South Florida. I'm here to discuss everything health and fitness related and help you reach your goals. Click the links in the about section of this podcast for more information about my coaching program or to follow me on Instagram. But for now, let's start the show. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning back into the show. I'm on episode six, so still new, still trying to get out there. If you're enjoying um, these episodes, please please share it with somebody that you think would like it or just share it and hope somebody <laughs> latches on to it, I guess. All right, let's just jump right into shit. I'm talking about rest and recovery today. Uh, I'm discussing what those terms mean when it comes to health and fitness, how they can benefit us. I'm going to give you some ideas at the end of the episode on how to incorporate them into your life, regardless of if you are into physical fitness or not. Uh, And I'll get into that in a minute. And um, I'm going to give some examples on how to incorporate this if you feel like your life is just too too busy to do any of this stuff. But let's get back into it. So health does not just refer to our physical well-being. You have emotional health, financial health, social health, romantic health, the list goes on. And regardless of your awareness of them, they all usually do affect one another. Uh, We can dive deeper into that another episode if you are interested. But for now, let's just stick to rest and recovery as it pertains to health and fitness. So uh, physical health and fitness, rather. When it comes to this field, those two terms are often used interchangeably. You can use the term rest when it comes to the amount of time you are taking between each set or round of an exercise, depending on the the training that you're doing. Uh, I'm going to circle back to that in a second. Rest can refer to our sleep, which is where the majority of our body's recovery processes occur. Rest can refer to taking a day off from your training. Rest, uh, I'm sorry, recovery might refer to stretching your muscles, using a foam roller, a percussion massager. Some people like cold plunging. Um, you then have active forms of recovery, like walking your dogs, going for a leisurely bike ride, taking the rollerblades out for a spin, <laughs> skateboarding, uh, the list goes on. And then there are the passive forms of recovery, like meditation, listening to music, um, sitting in a sauna, which I guess could also be a, a form of physical recovery but but let me get to my point so even though the the latter examples are um you know beneficial to our mental well-being they all go hand in hand because if we're relaxed we're decreasing our stress hormones and our stress hormones have a huge impact on our our physical progress when it comes like you know our sleep our um ability to to shed body fat, put on muscle, everything is intertwined. And when it comes to resting between each set or or round of an exercise, that period is key for allowing your body to properly regenerate something that is called ATP. What the fuck is ATP? Well, guys, I'm about to get kind of nerdy. <laughs> So if you like that stuff, you're welcome. If you don't, I'm so sorry. Feel free to skip ahead, but you might not want to because there's a point in all of this. 
Um, so ATP stands for adenosine triphosphate. Adenosine triphosphate is a nucleotide, or in simpler terms, it's a molecule in our body. It is made up of nitrogen, ribose, or sugar, and three tri, three phosphate groups, triphosphate. Okay. It is our primary source of energy. And our bodies use ATP within seconds during high intensity physical activity. And this is why you won't see high intensity physical activity last for a very long time, right? You don't see somebody sprinting for 30 minutes. And if you do, please let me know who that person is so I can pick their brain because they would just be an animal. Um, and, and also why, I guess, heavy back squats, right? You don't see somebody performing heavy back squats for sets of 30 reps. And it, it takes approximately three to five minutes for our ATP to regenerate. And the process of regenerating ATP requires oxygen. So um, obviously we, we breathe, right? <laughs> I hope we do. <laughs> when we breathe, we're taking in oxygen. So the oxygen from our lungs and our bloodstream, it, it, in uh, adding that to that, um, that trio, right? Your, your three phosphate groups, the nitrogen and the sugar, that, that introduction of oxygen is forming the ATP. So again, three to five minutes. And that is why uh, for my, my gym goers out there, you will see a lot of people uh, resting for three to five minutes between their sets, right? Now, that's not to say you have to take that amount of rest between your sets. It depends on what you're training for, what your goals are. There are reasons why you would take a shorter rest period, but for all intents and purposes, you would rest three to five minutes between each set to allow for that regeneration of ATP, therefore allowing you to maximize the amount and quality of repetitions you would be able to perform uh, compared to if you were to take like a 30 second rest period, right? Now, resting in the sense of taking days off from structured training, think about a time you have been so sore, either after lifting weights or um, I don't know if you do martial arts or whatever. So you're you're sore from all that micro damage you created in, you know, tearing your muscles, the connective tissues around them, um, the inflammation that occurs, right? We need that time to allow our body, I mean, for, in simple terms, those are injuries, right? Like, we're, we're not breaking a bone or anything, but technically, you are injured. <laughs> yeah. So taking that time off, is allowing your body to properly heal itself, right? If you get a cut on your hand, your body wants to heal it. Um, it regenerates your skin cells, you, you heal. So the same concept uh, applies here. And that is why, as a general rule of thumb, I suggest two days, right? Minimum of two days of taking off from training a specific muscle group again. And that is why you will see, I, I keep using, um, you know, weight training as an example, because that is my preferred sport, if you will. So that is why you'll see people in the gym splitting their, uh, they, it's called a workout split, right? A push-pull day, whether you are 
doing a push pull for the entire body or just uh, your upper or lower body, but you are separating each workout day by day, you're, you're training a different muscle group to allow the previously trained muscle group to properly recover itself. Okay. So for, for example, um, I love training legs. I mean, I kind of hate it, but I love it, (laughs) but I will train quads and calves on one day and the next leg day I'm training hamstrings and glutes. And if I wanted to, I technically could train quads and calves one day and the immediate next day train glutes and hamstrings. But I don't do that because at the end of the day, even though you are focusing on a specific muscle group, you are inadvertently working other, you know, muscles when performing exercises. So I I do give myself that two day split and at the very least one day in between. Um, But let's move on. Stretching would be important for recovery because it not only feels good, but it allows us to keep the flexibility that we have and improve flexibility that we don't have. Therefore, maintaining good range of motion and improving not so great range of motion, which ultimately allows us to perform exercises properly safely, hopefully reducing the risk of fucking ourselves up. And even if you are not a gym goer, you know, if if you're you are playing a sport, it, it's the same thing. Um and last, as I mentioned, the mental focus types of recovery, they're intended to help us relax, reducing our stress hormones, allowing for a better optimization of so many of our metabolic processes and specifically related to the topics of physical fitness and health, like goals uh, for the majority of people. I'm talking about putting on muscle and, and burning fat. So now, how can you incorporate rest and recovery into your life? especially if your schedule is super hectic and crazy, just find time to do a little bit of whatever here and there. You don't have time to go for a walk for an hour? Okay, go for a 10-minute walk. Go for a five-minute walk. You don't have time to dedicate 30 minutes to stretching? Fine, stretch for five minutes. Stretch for two minutes. And if I'm bringing this back to episode two, where I talked about accountability, unless you are Elon Musk, (laughs) I highly doubt you cannot find five to 10 minutes throughout your day if you were to do a time audit. What the fuck is a time audit? Okay. How much time do you waste scrolling on your phone or watching a show or a movie? Right? Think about this. Your alarm goes off in the morning. You grab your phone, you start scrolling. You look at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube shorts, TikTok. Maybe you check your emails or text messages. Whatever the fuck it is that you do, how much time goes by until you physically get out of your bed? For some people, that might be five minutes or even like, I don't know, two minutes. For other people, that might be 30 minutes or even a fucking hour. Or if you wake up and click the TV on to watch the news, well, you can watch your news and stretch at the same time, right? You can stretch while watching your show. You can scroll your phone if you are walking. I mean, I don't recommend doing that walking outside. You need to be aware of your surroundings. But walking on a treadmill or riding a stationary bike, you can find the time if it is truly important to you. 
And if you are just a forgetful person, shit, dude, we have, the majority of us all use smartphones. Set a fucking reminder. I know it sounds silly, but once you start doing these things every day, it becomes part of your life, right? Think about all of the habits that you've formed inadvertently. We all brush our teeth in the morning, I hope. Some people drink coffee every morning. Some people, I, I, I don't know. Like you, you have these rituals, which essentially are habit, right? They're habits that you formed. You enjoy doing them every day. You didn't develop those overnight. You did it by repetition. And that's the same when it comes to any goal, but, you know, because this is a health and fitness podcast, I'm talking about our health and fitness goals. Just doing things like you have to, you just have to train yourself again. And just as we form these habits or these little rituals, you know, some of us, if not most of us, have also formed what you could consider a bad habit, I guess, right? Like, it, I mean, that's that term is so subjective. But my point being is if you have a goal you are wanting to achieve so bad, you need to make adjustments. You have to make the change. Without change, nothing's just going to happen on its own. And if you're not willing to make changes then quite frankly, your goals just are not that important to you, which is okay. But you have to, I guess, just be aware of what your priorities are. And if you really, really want something that badly, well then, you just have to do it. All right? So I, I'm actually going to dive into that in the next episode. In episode seven, I'm going to talk about how to find motivation and combat laziness. But for now, let's just, uh, let's wrap this one up. Thank you for listening, guys. That is all I have for today. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to hit the follow button and turn on your notifications so you don't miss my new episodes. And if you're enjoying my podcast, kindly give it a five-star rating to help broaden my reach to other people who could benefit from my show. Remember, Eat well and get moving.